Welcome to our community. This is Saratoga Best. We are figuring out why, what do you need to do to um, add to the equation of your life the idea that it's actually being taken care of and I actually don't have to worry because we, worrying is part of, you know, regular society. So here's the question. When it comes to the sending of the miraglum of the spies, by Maishra Benu. We actually have two two different times that they were sent. And and there was a piece in the this whole equation that if it had been inserted, all of Jewish history would have changed. Which means for us that there's a piece in our lives as any given moment when we're either making a decision or we're um we're just moving along in our lives, there's very often one piece of information that if we added that piece of information to the mix, our whole lives would be actually lived very differently. So what is the piece of information that would, that's a game changer for everybody? Obviously an integrated piece of information. So in Parsha Shlach, we just want to look for a second at the spies, the miragim that were sent by Maishu Benu and then Yeshua. When Maishu Benu came to Hashem and said, first of all, why did, why did the Yidden say to Maishu Benu, we want to send spies? Because if you're going to go to a doctor's office or a, a, a walk-in clinic, you want all the info first. Where is it? What are their hours? Do you have to bring your insurance card? Is it really walk-in? If you, if you, uh, if you don't have, if you do have an appointment, how long do you wait? All that stuff. You want to know in advance. And where exactly is it? It, oh, it turns out it's in Tallahassee and I live in New York. I want to know all that stuff in advance. I don't want to just walk, go there, arrive, and have a whole bunch of surprises. So the Yidden said, you know, Maishu Benu, you told us we're going to Israel. Great. Um, give us some info about the place. You know, like, we're going to be somehow going in and conquering. People are living there. They probably like living there. We're going to go in there and say, excuse me, this is our place. Please leave. Uh, is it? Are they really going to say, oh, sure, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were just keeping the seat warm, the bench warm till you came. Sure, no problem. Yeah, don't forget to, you know, turn off the lights before you go to sleep. Okay, guys, have a good time. You know, enjoy enjoy your forever stay in Eretz Yisrael. Mm, the feeling was probably not. Probably not. Probably the people living in Eretz Canaan, the Canaanim, etc. I think there were seven different nations, Girgashi, Yavuti, etc., those guys probably wanted to stay there, and they weren't actually hoping that we would come along and displace them, even if we said, you know, it's our land. Yeah, and that's what we're dealing with now in... in <laughs> exactly, right? The same kind of in, you know... Wait, whose land is it exactly? You know, B, what is it, BBS? So, we, we said, if we're going to go in and take over this place, we need to kind of know, we need the, in, the info, the details of the place. But where, who, how, what are the best ways? We don't want to come, and it turns out we we came to the entrance of Eretz Yisrael, and there's such a steep mountain that no one can scale the mountain, and they throw, throw down rocks, God forbid, and that's it. We want info. Since we don't yet have a search engine to give us info, and we can't actually watch videos in advance of what the place looks like, Plus, plus, what we need to do is what everybody else does at this point. We send men to, um, we send men there to spy out the place and come back with all the info. They will be our search engine. 
essentially. So now, so Maishu Rabbeinu didn't know what to do because he said, well, Hashem, I, should I do that? You know, aren't you just going to take care of the whole thing? We'll just show up and you're going to take care of the whole thing. What should I do? So Maishu Rabbeinu sent spies, officially, and, and sent men, and Yoshua sent men 40, 40 years later. So there were six differences between these men that Maishu Rabbeinu sent. Obviously, it didn't work in Maishu Rabbeinu's time. And 40 years later, it did work. We got in. So there were six differences. And the differences are the following. Maishu Rabbeinu, he asked Hashem, should I? Should I or shouldn't I? Should I send them? And Hashem said, L'daytecha. I am not going to give you a command. Yes, send spies, don't send spies, go, don't go. I am leaving it to your dot. I'm not commanding you. When it came to Yahshua 40 years later, Hashem commanded him, send spies before you go into the land. Big difference. The other difference is, um, not only how they were sent, <clears throat> Who did Maish Rabbeinu send? We think he sent spies, but it says here, Shlach Lecha Anashim. Send men. Anashim. It doesn't say Meraglim. It says, send men. Hmm. And what will they do? Viasura, as Eretz Kanan. To tour the land. Send men to tour the land. That's interesting. We always thought that Maish sent spies to spy the land. No. Look at the words. He sent men to tour the land. Yeshua and spies to spy the land. Yeshua says, Meraglim lachbar ta'aret. He sent the spies to spy the land. Okay. We've got a real big difference going on here between 40 years before and 40 years after. Now, whom did they send? So Maishu Rabbeinu sent, how many did they send? Maishu Rabbeinu sent 12. Yeshua sent two. Again according to the command of Hashem. Hashem said, if you're, to Maishu, if you're going to send, you send, who were they? By the way, who were these 12 that Maishu Rabbeinu sent? The cream of the crop, the Nassim, the princes, the leaders. Maishu sent the leaders. One per Shavit. He sent the leaders to tour the land. Yeshua, 40 years later, sent five, two, to spy the land, and we don't know who they... We learned later from the Farshim who they are. But really, we didn't know who they are. It just says Anashim. Two men. And then two more differences is about all the publicity. Maishur Bainu sent with a lot of fanfare. Everybody knew they were going. And when they came back, they sat everybody down and gave a whole report and everybody cried. And when they were even there in Eretz Canaan, they they didn't divide up. They didn't say, hey guys, Let's not be visible. These are Maisha's men. Let's not be visible. Everybody divide up and go to a different place. They went as a group. You see 12 strangers in the land of Canaan going as a group. And they were the heads. They were the leaders. They were obviously impressive looking. So you see this group of 12 impressive looking men walking around the whole land. That's called publicity. Everybody knows. And Hashem had to, had to make a special miracle that things were going on in, in Canaan. Everybody was busy burying their dead and they were so, they were so involved that they actually didn't notice those 12 
men traveling together. But the whole sending by Maishar Bain was a lot of a lot of fanfare. And the last thing is, and by the way, with Yeshua, no one knew they went. No one knew when they came back. Rachav had to hide them in the wall, etc. Let them down secretly through the wall. They had to hide through. Everything was, no one knew. We didn't know when they were leaving Eretz Yisrael. It was very quiet and they had to be hidden and, and, and Rachav had to do special things to hide them when the soldiers, when the Kanani soldiers were coming to look for them. So by Meishu Rabbeinu, a lot of fanfare. By Yahshua, very quiet. Very quiet. So, and one more question. Where did they go? Meishu Rabbeinu's men went throughout the entire width and length of Eretz Yisrael. Every piece of it. They put their feet on every piece of the land. Yahshua's men came to the doorway of Israel. They came to um, they came literally to the city and as they got to the wall, they came to Yericho, the key, there to throw. They got to they got to the, the wall of the city. They they didn't even get into Yericho. They simply came to the wall of the city, the wall outside the city, and that's the only place they were. They stayed there and they left. They heard they accomplished what they needed just by coming literally to the doorstep of of Eretz Yisrael. And mission accomplished, they left. So, now what's all of this about? Because we're saying for our own lives, it means that in life when we make decisions, adding or subtracting a piece of information can be a total game changer. And, And one other thing, but this whole parsha is about unity. It's all about unity. So, the the whole accomplishment of the miraculum of Mesha and Yeshua were totally different. They assist each other, but they're totally different. Totally different purposes. Because if you're sending spies to a land, you know, or in our case, you go on the search engine to find out all the info about the place you're going to. Why? You know, if I'm trying to find out all the info about this office that I'm going to, why am I trying to find out? Do I want to, do I want to conquer the office? You know, well, let's see, I want all the information about this office because maybe I'll come in with a SWAT team and take over the office and now it's my office, right? I'm going to conquer this office. Or am I just looking to go into the office and have what I need done in the office? So when it came to Eretz Yisrael, are they going in to conquer it? Which, that's the way of the world. I mean, it seems like it. There were Canaanim and all the other nations living there, and we were told it's ours, and it is ours. So we had to, ostensibly, we had to conquer it. And in order to conquer it, the way of the world is you send spies. Because the spies really have to tell you, they have to spy out the land and come back and say, Military tactics should be adjusted based on what we have seen. That's how everybody does it. That's if you're going into spy. When you're going to a place, are you going to spy to figure out how to conquer it? Right? Are you are you going finding out everything about your dentist's office because you want to conquer that office and take it over for yourself? Or 
are you just going into the land and settling it after your conquest? Which was, in this case, maybe that's what it was about. Maybe Meishar Benu understood, you guys don't have to conquer the land. Well, why not? Somebody else is living there. No, no, you don't have to conquer the land. You just have to go in. Go in? How can we go in? Someone else is there. <clears throat> well, because we got an assurance that Hashem's going to take care of it. You show up, he'll take care of it. Which is very interesting for life now because we're being told, and it's not easy to integrate, at any given moment in life, you show up, it'll be taken care of. Whatever it is, wherever it is. Not just because we have, you know, ways in Google Maps to tell us that, but we're hearing, we're hearing a message that was already at the time of Meisher You show up, it will be taken care of. Interesting idea. If I believe that, I don't have to do all those kinds of things that I do to conquer. You know, even if, if I know, um, I have a, I have a, I have a, a, an appointment with my dentist, and I've been to that dentist before, and I know that when you show up, he doesn't question why you're there. You know, excuse me, who are you? I, you know, I say my name, and he, they say, oh, yes, please have a seat. The dentist will be with you in a minute. It's taken care of. I just show up. Somehow things were arranged that it's just, I just have a seat for five minutes, and they say, oh, please come in. That's interesting. I don't have to come in and start screaming and yelling and like, you have to see me, it's not right, and this and that. Well, you don't have an appointment. It seems that in life today, wherever I have an appointment, I have an appointment that means if it's the right place for me, Hashem is there preparing the way. So, so the sending of, um, the sending of Maragim, of Maishrabenu, according to the way Maishrabenu understood, was not to conquer. I don't have to show up to the doctor's office and scream and yell and say, excuse me, and come in with a SWAT team. They're, they're happy that I'm going to be there. They're waiting for me. Okay, so we're going to fast forward to a tiny piece of an answer. And we're going to continue in the next audio, which is, again, am I going in to conquer a place? I'm, a, I'm going to the dentist's office and I want to know how to get there and what their offices are, what their hours are and all of that because I want to conquer it. Because I want to go in, I, I want to enter the dentist's office. When we were going to the land of Israel through Maishrabenu, were we going to conquer it? Or were we going to, we're answering it. And there was a piece of information that we had which changed everything. Which was, you guys don't need to conquer this place. It's actually yours. Hashem already told us, you show up. I will take care of it. Trust me. I'm good for my word. You show up. 
I will take care of it, says Hashem. You don't need to conquer it. You just need to go in. A total difference. In life, the same thing is for us. There are many situations, maybe all situations, where if we have that piece of information, like, Hashem is making it work out for me. Sure, it doesn't look like it. Of course it doesn't look like it. It looks like I've got to do it on my own. I've got to go in and conquer the place. Maybe. Maybe not. Every situation is different. If there are certain situations where I think it through and I realize, wait, was I sort of promised that this is going to work out? Then I would set up my life in a different way. Number one, my stress level would be totally different. I wouldn't be always doing, you know, I'm so scared. What if, what if, what if it doesn't, and what if? Because, you know, in the vernacular, Hashem's got your back, right? In the vernacular, Hashem, that's the way they say it in the world. Hashem is taking care of it for me, considering everything in my life. He's rearranging everything to make whatever needs to happen for me happen. I wonder why I stress so much. Partly I stress so much because I think I have to conquer this next piece of work. I feel like I'm traveling through the, the, the desert of the nations. I feel like I'm, I am. We are traveling through the desert of the nations. And there are snakes and scorpions and mountains and there are all these things to contend with. And I feel like life is just a constant struggle. So I feel like I'm constantly, you know, like I have to come in with the SWAT team, you know, to conquer. Because it's a minute by minute a struggle. And therefore, everybody's stress level is high. Because it's a minute by minute battle to get through situations. And here's a different piece of information. It looks like a battle, but it's not. If I knew that Hashem is taking care of this for me, my stress level would be different. My sense of life is a constant battle. Doggy dog is constantly a war and all that stuff. All that stuff that people in the previous generation were brought up on and our generation was brought up on and all the generations. When it was doggy dog, it's a war and it's hard and but in Yemais in Yemais Mashiach it will not be doggy dog and a war, etc. So as we transition from Galus to Geula, we're being asked by Hashem to transition in our attitude. We're not necessarily conquering the evil parts of the world. Partly, yes, but also partly, we're now entering the land. But we need to keep very, very clear in our mind, this world is ours. This land is ours. This world is ours. It is ours if we do with it what it was created to to do. Make it a dwelling place for Hashem. Hashem says, I want you 
We conquered the land. We conquered the world. Now I want you to settle this world for me in a way that you give it back to me. Like Pikurim. You take parts of the world, you buy this, you do that, you do that, and you take it and you take it for yourself and give it to me. Like Pikurim. You take the first fruit of everything that you have and you give it to me. Because we become, we are and become more visibly one indivisible entity, Hashem, Tyra, and, and me. So, says Hashem, and says Meisherbein of the generation, go about your every action with that in mind, because that is the truth. Make this world, this dear Batasin, this dwelling place for Hashem that Hashem wants, that's the kind of dear Batasin, that's the kind of dwelling place that Hashem wants. The one in which we, He, Kaira, are one indivisible piece, and in which it's clear that everything we do, we do for that, and we, and it's clear that we need not have any fear, which in general we, we need not have any fear because he is taking care of it. He's just standing back and making it look like, oh no, oh my goodness, what's going to be with climate change, banks, uh, pandemic, all these things, you know, internet, you name it, all of this stuff. What's going to be? What's going to be? What's going to be? What's going to be? Because Hashem, I have a plan. We're doing this together. We're not conquering anymore. We're entering the land. We're entering the world. And we're going to bring the world to that recognition of the job that the Yidden had. And the job that the Yidden had, which was to give everything back to Hashem and make it do Everything we own, we give to Hashem. And then we co-own it. Our job is to teach the entire world to live that way. Not just we live that way, to bring the entire world to live that way. So we'll continue this. There are many, many really very amazing details to all of the, to, to this interaction about the spies that we'll do in the next audio. May we find ourselves with the ultimate Dirabatachtanim in the Gula Mitzvah Shleim of the Beis Amigdash Shlishi immediately now. <laughs>